reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good evening, welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday the 15th of May, Monday evening. And I'm um, joined, of course, I'm Sam, of course, and joined by Jerry and Jason on this Monday. Plenty of sports to get through. Um, Certainly so. Uh, diverging uh, through many things. Uh, round ball game is wrapping up. It is into heated final, as well. well. It's very heated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and AFL, just crazy things happening there. So we'll get Crazy or predictable, considering the, the disparity between well, the Well, a few upsets. There's been a few upsets, yeah. but I think if you're going back to the start of year... And comparing maybe some of our predictions and where teams are at, I think it has been pretty unpredictable, maybe. Fair enough. And once again, just we'll get that off the bat. When round 12 comes around, we're going to revisit them. So <laughs> stay tuned for our coverage on that as well. Jerry, how you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Well, it's yeah, well, <laughs> flat week, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 76ers. <laughs> I think my name being Jason is going to stir up a lot of anger out of Jerry because I can yeah. just call myself Tatum and then uh, we're going to see a volcano erupt to my left-hand side. Oh, my eyes are already... Yep. He's seeing red already, yeah. Sam. NBA to preview as well, so um, we won't miss out on that. Okay, straight into the news, and we'll get to a good, nice story to start us off with. Sam Kerr uh, has won the FA Cup for Chelsea, um, um, their third straight, scoring a lone goal uh, in the final against Manchester United in front of a record crowd at Wembley Stadium with 77,390 people in attendance. The sold-out game smashed the previous record for a women's domestic club football match. Kerr's 68th minute strike provided a decisive goal. Chelsea won the third trophy for the year, and they're still in contention through, I think, uh, maybe treble, and uh, I think they're close to maybe winning the, um, the uh, oh, what's it called? The, the Women's Super League, yeah. Jerry, what did you think of the goal? I thought it was um, a nice run by Kerr because it looked like she was offside um, upon the replay a bit. Um, good cross, and then obviously yep. she jeweled it. So, but I, I can just say the celebration was incredible. Like the backflip. <laughs> yeah. How many of us in the studio can do a backflip? Um, not going to try. Yeah. I'm up by my neck. <laughs> yeah. uh, the sad reality is, I've tried front flipping on trampolines, always fall short. Yes, yeah, yep. you can't joke. flip, Jerry. Nah, no way. Now, yeah. always like seeing acrobatics and celebrations, but yeah. m- maybe the, sometimes the manager must go, oh, no, if someone breaks their ankle during a <laughs> celebration, it's not going to be great. I don't know if that's really happened before. Players got injured in celebration. <laughs> maybe it has. Maybe oh, it has. has. Um, fact check us on Instagram, Sports Desk Sin and <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Sports don't Desk forget. Sin. Go ahead and fact check us. Tweet us through if you're listening as well, Sports Desk Sin. Yeah. Um, also in the news today, Australian Jason Day has won the first PGA Tour event in five years, claiming the Byron Nelson for the second time in Texas. Uh, the Byron Nelson was also Day's first victory way back in 2010, with this year's title his 13th on tour. Um, also in the news, Taron Thomas is back at the North Melbourne Football Club after being stood down, having returned uh, to the club's VFL program. Thomas will take a huge step back towards an AFL return, uh, for the Battling Kangaroos after being allowed to train with the main group under coach Alistair Clarkson um, and his teammate Taron says, uh, sorry, Taron has done everything uh, he can outside the club to continue to get better and tick off what he has to. Uh, Jai Simpkins said today, he also says, I've spoken to him a few times and I'm comfortable where he's at and looking forward to having him back at the club. Jerry, what do you think about uh, Taron being back? That is beautiful to hear. Um, good news and yeah, just hope to see him playing AFL this year. Okay. Do you think he might get in this week? A couple oh, of changes expected for the Sydney game? 
I reckon maybe a few more weeks. A few more weeks. Yeah, okay. give him a bit of a run in the VFL maybe. Yeah. And an also story here, Ash Gardner and Usman Khawaja have called for Australia Day change. Australian cricket stars have hit out at the governing body after matches were scheduled to take place on Australia Day next year. Australia will square off against the West Indies playing the first right test, oh, sorry, first day-night test at the Gabba in five years. The test commences on January 25th, meaning the second day of the test will fall on Australia Day. Uh, Usman Khawaja said he was fine playing cricket on the day but called for the date of the Australia Day to be changed. Fellow star Ash Gardner uh, slammed the scheduling, saying no sport should be played on what is a day of mourning. Um, any other stories from you two? Yeah, Bob Ben Simmons, former 76er. Um, <laughs> this went viral this morning. Um, so he posted a picture on Instagram with um, the Boston Celtics um, winning. So that was on his TV. And then in the background, it had sunsets. Um, so that was a reference to him enjoying his life after um, the 76ers losing to Boston. So, right. Yeah, very controversial. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hear a lot more about this yeah. as we go on throughout the show. Other than that, there was I saw a headline reading Nick Kyrgios is not. We're not sure where he's going to be heading into the French Open soon. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's the end of the month it starts, isn't it? Somewhere so, he has had no match practice. No match yeah. practice. No match practice. So I don't think mm. he'll play there. This is a Wimbledon finalist just a year ago. Mm. He's well, not good on clay. Really? Yeah. Well, a few years ago he said. Um, we should ban the clay, so <laughs> <laughs> just because he's not good at it. Yeah, that's convenient. So, well, maybe that could be a genuine reason. He just doesn't want to play on a clay court. Yeah, could okay. that be it? Right, eh? Well, if you're well, Wimbledon, then yeah, or come close to it. Then well, then we'll, we'll see. Come Wimbledon, see yeah. how well he does around about then. We're anyway, and we'll be covering a little bit of the tennis, probably when a few sports start dying down. So yes, we're going to be we'll be breaking down some playoffs, and uh, other than that, really, it's just round nine. Unless are there, are there any final headlines? You want to no, talk, that's it. That's it. Um, plenty of stuff to get through. So we'll round nine quickly. then, Sam? Uh, we'll be, yes, uh, dissecting round nine next on the sports desk on Sid. Black Honey, okay, on the sports desk on your Monday evening. And it's time to talk AFL round nine. Well, Sammy, round nine kicked off with Richmond versus Geelong and it was must have been an exciting game to watch, Sam. Jerry, would you consider... Uh, Coincide with that view? Yeah, well, the veterans played really well. Like Koch and Revolt all stood up. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Before we get into this review, we would like to invite our one and only Geelong supporter Adam Miller to yes. join us in for the, the review segment. He came just, in during uh, the break. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And I shall refuse to take questions about. Uh, <laughs> oh, having a great time for this. Insert like if insert um. If I speak, I'm in trouble. Jose Mourinho meme right here. Oh, honestly, because yeah. yes. Uh, Interesting. I mean, you take what you take out of it. Like, we're missing, I think it was like seven or eight players. First grade players, what can you do? Dusty but played a great game. I think, th- so. just just quickly, I think that is an issue with Geelong. There is no real, some teams have got real depth. Mm. Um, and surprisingly, with, with a lot of the talent out of Geelong, there's not mm. much picking up the scraps. Unfortunately, when you've been investing, I mean, that's kind of like one of the downsides for our transfer policy, which most people would agree has been highly successful over the years, is that they're usually being kind of mature age to kind of veteran recruits. Yeah, short-term, long-term solution. Yeah, we aim to get kind of two, three great seasons out of them, not exactly kind of take them in as 18, 19-year-olds and kind of breed them up, kind of what we've done with the past generations. 
So I think there's downside, but it's not a, it's not a performance to really be worried about. It's just like one of those, oh, well, sometimes the other team's better on the day. Yep, 16-6, 102, defeated Geelong, 11-12, 78, 24 points. Victors, Richmond, be happy because they've had an interesting couple of weeks um, not being in the greatest of form. So well, they've been they significantly been surprising in terms of their lack of... Uh, yeah. I guess getting the four points really sitting in the bottom four they were going into the round and this was the Richmond that you would expect to see well the Richmond D footy was the headline coming yeah. out of that game and uh, uh, it's difficult do, I, I, do you think this has sparked something for them a little I believe retribution so. for Richmond to climb a little bit I believe up? so especially with the big drink time game this week yeah, this is definitely this is definitely the first sign they have not lost Dream time, I think, since 2014, I believe. Okay. It is. And I think that streak continues. Uh, well, it should continue. A couple, yeah, couple of stats here. Uh, Dustin Martin, four goals, one for him. Um, getting a little bit of his vintage style back. Trent Cotchen, three goals for him. Jack Revolt, two goals, one. Disposals wise, uh, Tim Taranto, the new man for the yep. Tigers, 28 from him. Jaden Short, 26. Uh, so, yeah. Sam reading those stats out. Adam and Jerry is why I ranked Richmond so highly mm. going into the year. Because you sit and you think, if you can get Dusty to perform, if you can get Shy Bolton to pull off some X mm. factors and you get Cochin with fresh legs in the midfield, you've got an extremely damaging side. Mm. With uh, uh, the only issue is um, Jacob Hobber's done a left calf. True. And he's mm. out for four to eight weeks with a medium term injury. So he was yeah. subbed out in the third quarter. So it, Richmond, I don't think it should be, I don't think it's fair to rule them out just yet. West Coast and Gold Coast, on the other hand, Sam. Yeah, the second Friday night game, which yeah. I don't particularly like, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't think Keep it worked. Sunday, 440. Uh, so, yes, a bit ugly scoreline, 6-7-43. But the Gold Coast Suns defeated West Coast 70 points, 16-17, 113. Is that um, their biggest win since their inception? The Suns? I think it's a, yeah, I think um, it's their biggest win ever. Okay. Wow. Oh, Ben King, four goals, three. Uh, Mabiel Chol, two goals, one. Jack Lacocious, two goals, one. Uh, Swallow, Tassisis, uh Roses as well. So everyone was on the scoreline that day. Disposals-wise, uh, Matt Rao, 29. Noah Anderson, 27. Uh, D Swallow, Will Powell. I think there's a stat here. Matt Rao, one little bit of grass. Yeah, <laughs> only one blade. <laughs> was it only the one blade, I, I, I wonder. I didn't see the pre-match before that, but I wonder if the cameras were on him. They might um, have been when he was warming up. Potentially, they love a good. They love a good circus. I think uh, us here, the media. Yeah. Every time I'm. Every time we cover the Suns, I get more and more impressed with Noah Anderson. Everyone talks about Matt Rao for for good reason, but Jerry, I think there is some strong potential and some strong superstardom to make him with Noah Anderson. Yeah, well, the past two seasons, I think Anderson's performed a lot better than Rao. More consistent on a week to week basis. So. Probably more so than Rao. Yeah, more mm. so. Well, the grass eating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to need to get his appendix removed at some point if he hasn't already, surely. Yeah. I think as poor as the Eagles have been, one uh, of the bright spots has definitely been um, Oscar Allen. I actually saw a stat. I think yeah. he's, he's the only person, he's the only uh, player to have kicked two, two, two or more goals in every uh, game this season. Really? Yeah, yeah. so oh, I think good. after Jeremy Cameron had a bit of a shocker on Friday night. Um, yeah, he's kind of standing top of the, top of the pole, top of the king, king of the castle. But another injury to West Coast did that happen? Well, yeah, oh, true. No. Well, Jermaine Jones two. suffered a broken nose, so he'll be out for a few weeks, and then God. Jack Darling's fractured his arm. So Jack Darling's out. Yeah, they he's are gone screwed. for six weeks. They're done. No. I think they don't start going around to like university opening days and start kind of giving people a form to kind of just kind of, uh. just kind of sign up. 
the dads are like, yeah. join us for an experience. So, uh, yeah. Well, the bring Suns, back the top up players. <laughs> Suns move on with another victory. It's interesting to see how they perform in the next couple of weeks. And of course, yeah, the Eagles, their wings are broken, so no mm. flight from them. Saturday, <laughs> uh, it was the Fremantle Dockers over the Swans, um, thirteen eight eighty six to sixteen seven hundred and three. Um, Impressive win away from home at the Dockers at 17 points. Sydney really struggling at the moment. Mm. Disposals-wise, Errol Goulden uh, losing side, 39 disposals from him. Caleb Sarong, 33. Uh, Angus Brayshaw, I think, 31. Um, and Diego Mira, 27 goals-wise. Um, four goals, one to Lucky Schultz. Schultz, sorry. Uh, Luke Jackson, three goals for him. Um, and Jaya missed two goals, one for mm. the Dockers. God, it was also the Dockers' first win in New South Wales since 2011, which I find quite mm. quite amazing. Oh, wow. Which meant that even when like the the Giants were at their poorest back in the day, yeah, they um the uh, Dockers never actually bet them. Well, that's either not... that or they're playing them once in a season and they're playing them in Perth. Very, very true, but still, when you kind of think about it, between 2011 and 2023, they would have played in New South Wales at least probably. 16, 17 times to lose all those matches kind of reminds me of that record that Melbourne had going for a couple of years at, Mel- at Marvel, where I think they lost it was like 14 in a row there or something like that. So, bit of a nice to see they've uh, finally broken their bogey. But yeah, Swanee's, uh, it's a bit confusing to be honest because they do have the theme, but I think they get, the gap between the best players and the worst players is kind of really clear to see. More even so that they're, um, I saw the saw just then um, their BFL team is yet to actually win a game. So it kind of does show that they're, um, yeah. de- they're definitely lacking in terms of uh, depth oh. of season. Yeah. Um, Interesting, yeah. No, Swans need to really, because they are sitting uh, 14th at the minute, which is not something I expected. So they have some work to do, Sydney. Uh, I think Fremont will be happy with that. Uh, climbing back up to 12th now, they, the pressure was really on in the last couple of weeks, so we'll get to see. There's a few teams, I reckon, between uh, 8th and like 12th that were just unsure about, that are just hanging around at the moment. Um, and they're definitely one of them. Uh, we move on to uh, Blundstone Arena on Saturday. Um, it was oh, 20 goals, 15, 135, defeated North Melbourne, 10, 5, 65. 70-point win to uh, the Port power. Adelaide. Over North, Jerry. Well, we had a good first quarter, and then that was about it. So, mm. um, Shining lights were lucky, four goals, one. Um, LDU twenty nine and Zebul thirty two. Um, Zach Bart is um I was hyping him up earlier this season. He's had thirty two, um, and he's playing really well. And Finlayson, considering what's going on with him at the moment, three goals five. Um, mm. yeah, he's playing really well for them. And yeah, when Horn Francis kicked that goal, um, yeah. there must have been a bit of vindication. Though. Yeah, there was a lot of vindication. But Zerha did get his hit. <laughs> he did get his hit. Yeah. The, the, the what I guess was the, the crowd reception there? like? It was, it was a low crowd. Yeah, it was only yeah. six thousand, so you wasn't too many there. Hear a lot of booing, but okay. there was, but it yeah. was audible. Admittedly, yeah. it I was audible. Uh, if there were fans out there expecting for a bloodbath, you didn't really get it, but you got that one hit, and that's all. Um, and he, he didn't get a touch to like for half time, wasn't it? Yeah, he got his goal in the second, yeah. and he didn't really become. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't really impacted. Only had until fifteen the third. touches. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, Port's shining lights, Zach Butters, 32, Connor Rosie, 25. Um, and goals-wise, Finlayson, three goals. Oh, five misses, that's not good. I mean, at least you have in the scoring shots, but five misses, that's not good for one player in one game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just Port, steamroll on. There are, there's a few Top teams. Top four now. 
In the, they've broken in. Okay. Top four. How many have they had in a row? It feels like the um, the power been strolling along. Six in a row. Uh, yeah, six in a row. Six in a row. So six weeks of not needing to sack Ken Hinckley. Wonderful. <laughs> um, continuing the trend of the round with the just massive margins. It was Melbourne by 54 points on Saturday afternoon at the G. 15, 13, 133 over 7, 7, 49. Um, but did you expect anything less, Sam? Uh, probably not. Um yeah, it's it's just one of those rounds. It's, it's just the smashings, I guess. You can't have blockbusters every week, um, but uh, <laughs> makes it not great viewing. Uh, disposals wise for Melbourne, Clay Oliver thirty four, Jack Viney thirty one, Christian Petrarca thirty. Um, Will Day on the losing side got twenty nine goals wise. Bailey Fritch two goals two. Harrison Petty got two goals. He got injured uh, and he was subbed out of the game. Charlie Spargo, two goals. Do you know much on that injury, Jerry? I think it's medium term, so he could be out for four to eight weeks. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, Tom Sparrow will also serve. Uh, has been offered a one-match suspension from the match review panel for his hit on uh, Will Day. So okay. that's news, uh, just tackle as well, I think. Yeah, they're always kind of debatable. The and thing, I think yeah, some of the sling tackles really suspensions have been a bit finicky. In mm. my view, I mean, if you want to pull the hot take chicken out for that view, but uh, what about Aiden Cause thing? Just quickly, I think um, the other Port bloke, I forgot his name, that was involved, should get a week as well. But they right. didn't offer him a week, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's 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 um, someone said the other day it's Chocolato a bit mm. the uh, match review panel a yeah, lot of the time. I think my most biased opinion is that I do think that a player's reputation um definitely comes into account. Mm. Like let's oh, say, if, if, yeah. let's say in Geelong perspective, it had been Brad. If let's say if it had been kind of Danger who had done that tackle, or let's say like Tom Stewart, compared to like Brad Close, who's still a great player but of a lower profile, I do think the lower profile players do tend to get hit harder compared to the higher profile players. Mm. Like I think, I mean, what happened? Going, I mean, we don't need to reflect on round one, but round one's definitely like the big example of the the picket, the picket and the Shame Academy. Yes, two very similar ones, but picket being the higher profile player got less. That's just my opinion about kind of the way the, the MRO kind of goes about it at the moment. Uh, the Lions destroyed the Dons at the Gabba, 42 points, 12, 15, 87, 6, 9, 45 on Saturday night. Shall we down um, a good game against his old team, six goals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good get from him. He's uh, The pressure's been on him. I think he's not been really that consistent. The last couple of weeks he's been all right and full six out of the bag. Is he the most inconsistent kind of played we consider to be like yes. A grade? Like as part of the top echelon yes. of players? He, yes. yes. He's, he's definitely in that mix. Even, um, even when he was a star bomber, he was as inconsistent as ever. Yeah. Uh, Zach Bailey got two goals, one. Eric Hipwood, one goal, two. Cole Langford for the Bombers, two goals, two. Disposals, uh, Lockie Neal, 34. Uh, Mason Redmond, 30. Will Ashcroft, 28. Hugh McCluggage, 26. Dane Zorko, 25, he got sub, but there was no injury there. They're trucking along the lines quite nicely. Yep. It yep. was a sense Third of formality. Uh, despite the Bombers having a culled defence with no Ridley, no Laverde, and even no Darcy Parrish, to be in front at halftime is interesting to see, but the pressure's getting to them. Pressure's getting into them, those second halves. Um, the second half, yeah, well, they've always been showcasts for about a decade in terms of second halves, but... Uh, it's interesting to see competitiveness against the top eight sides, but they're not going to be closing it and they're going to be put right back to where they were mm. 
perceived to be at the start I of think the we year. Can all... should, they con- should they fail to continue to not get these scalps? I think we can all agree that the honeymoon period for all of these new pl- new coaches is uh, well and truly over with regards to Clarko, with regards to Scott. Mm-hmm. And even like being there for a year. Even Kingsley like, even. Yeah, I think our boss is definitely walking a fine line with, with the Blues at the moment. Speaking um, of... Well, that was not really a honeymoon period, but it's just been a terrible year. Uh, 8 11 um, and it was the Dogs, 11-13-79, 20-point win to them in the end. After not scoring a goal in the first half, that's inexcusable. Well, Jerry, uh, really? got anything to justify that? I think, yeah, the Dogs were just clean on the day. Yeah. Um, with Carlton, oh, like the goal-kicking, I reckon. Kerno, two goals, three. That was a bit of an issue. Yeah, but, but there's a bit of an issue there, and um, it makes me annoyed. And I've mentioned this before: how some players like Harry Mackay have been offered some training, maybe with you know the great Brendan Favola, and uh, <laughs> d- didn't take it on board. Oh, um, which is not great. I, I think I tried the Fev grip the other day, and it's really helped me. So <laughs> straighten right? up my kicks. Yeah. So try the Fev grip, Harry. Um, <laughs> you you need to try something, says. but just just work on one thing. Have you need to have as a goal kicker? You need to have a set routine. You can't be just flipping and flopping all the time. Mm. Practice one thing and then just be good at that. Okay, Maybe yes, you were good at the snaps. Punt, Sam. I noticed that. Yeah, no, but he's been trying to do that. Like I, granted, he's been trying to do that and switches, but it's just not nothing's working at the moment. If it's not him and it's a forward coaches, then change him out. So there just of- needs to be something changed because questions are starting to be asked now because yes. it's very frustrating. Questions that were being asked about Carlton now were kind of questions that were being asked with Western Bulldogs at the start of the What exactly are they trying to do? Jerry, Norton and Lobb seem to be getting some chemistry going. Yeah, well, Lobb, I'm very surprised. He kicked two on the weekend and um, Norton one goal too. So um, that's interesting. Also, I think Jamara kicked a goal as well. So yeah. This tall forward line is working for the doggies. I think it's three or four on the trot as well. There's chemistry them. brewing. And it they're really fifth on the ladder. It's fifth or sixth. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Matt Owie's performance, come back in the team yes. after a while being out. Three goals. He's one that can shoot in front of goal with no issues. So <laughs> <laughs> keep him in, boss. Um, and uh, disposals-wise of things, uh, Sammy Walsh, 29. Bailey Smith, 30. Bailey Dale, 28. Matt Kennedy, 27. Um, Patrick Cripps has been awarded a fine after pulling um, one of Bailey's, Bailey's mullet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. We don't condone violence here on the sports no. desk. Come on. Yeah, none of that. That's poor form, Paddy. Um, so, yeah. No, I could talk an hour about Carlton, but I won't. And uh, we'll I'm in pending doom for Sunday, yeah. Uh, Sunday, Adelaide Crows and St Kilda. 52-point win to the Crows, 19 goals, 7, 121 to 10, 9, 69. Um, Crows from home, Tex Walker kicking a big five. Uh, Higgins for the Saints, three goals, two goals, two for Caminiti for the Saints. Fogarty got two, Rankin two. Pedler two, impressive. Jordan Dawson, 33. Um, what's the B Smith? Brody Smith. Brody Smith, that's a guy, right, of course. 32. Uh, Brad Crouch, 30. Uh, Lockie Scholl, 26. Uh, very impressive win uh, at the Oval, Adelaide Oval for the Crows. Adam Miller, another honeymoon coach. Ross Lyon. Very much so, yeah. The uh, Sainers have had a bit of a... After that break performance, they can gather around against the Pies. They've had a bit of a stumble, but I still have hope in them. I still think they can come through, but yeah, that's a bit of a... 
bit of a shocker and bit of a throwback to the Saints of uh, yesteryear. And, <laughs> or just simply a year ago. Wow, yeah. Jerry, the Crows look threatening. Yeah, well, I watched this game and the ball movement was just like from end to end. They literally, um, I think Dawson was a standout with 33. Um, he's just patrolling the midfield and leading by example as a captain and Laird's looking really good as well. Um, and Rankin, like sometimes he misses the 30 metre shots directly in front, but yeah. the ones from the boundary, it's just He'll like, seal a few and it lights the crowd up, oh, lights the game up. Yeah, just love watching him play. They're threatening, Sam. The Crows. They're probably, you're looking at a bracket buster if they keep that form going. I, no. I was very happy with my prediction that they were going to climb up the ladder this year. I have to dig it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last game on Sunday was at the MCG 440. Collingwood just cleaned away the yeah, Giants. Formality. 65 points. 18-12, to 7-13, well, The Giants gave them a little scare just when... Uh, Collingwood pulled off the pedal a bit, but then they just put the foot down and uh, it was pretty much done. Three goals, one to Jamie Elliott. Jesse Hogan did well for the Giants. Three goals for him. Jack Ginneman, two goals, one. Uh, Bo McCreary, two goals, one. Mason, big Mason Cox, had a great game. Uh, 19 disposals to him, two goals, one. He knew the spotlight was on him after 60 minutes, hey? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Dacos, a lazy 41. Uh, yep, uh, the centre of the universe. Tom Mitchell, Dacos. 36. Uh, Cliniglio for the Giants, 33, 32 for Ash, and Jordan Degoe, 31. Gee, I fear um, for every club that has him in the next few weeks. Well, Who have Collingwood got next week, Sam? They have the Blues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I'm a bit upset, just, just sidetracking from that. I'm really annoyed how many games Collingwood get at the G. I mean, that could have easily be played at Marvel. Only 30,000 were people there on Mother's Day. Why do Collingwood get so privileged that they get to play so many games in a row? Because the they're gym? a big club. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest, yeah, well, 30,000 isn't good enough, in my opinion, for the MCG. <laughs> That's Marvel stuff. Uh, I'll be, as someone who works at Marvel Stadium, I'm very happy that the Pies uh, were played at the G. <laughs> me and my fellow workmates, a, a lot of work on our Sunday mornings where half the staff had had a big Saturday night. So... Long may the pies run yeah, out of the okay. MCG continue. They'll run at the MCG and uh, next week on Sunday we're going to get 80, 90,000. So we'll go through go. the ladder. Collingwood not sitting on top. Melbourne in second. Brisbane in third. Port fourth. That's the top four. Uh, St Kilda from fifth. Western Bulldogs sixth. Geelong seventh. Adelaide Crows finishing the top eight. Outside of that, Carlton, Essendon, Gold Coast, Fremantle, Richmond, Sydney, GWS, North Melbourne, West Coast and... Hawthorne. And most importantly, my reign as the uh, top of our footy tipping comp continues. I officially am <laughs> no, 11. No, I I'm 11 tips up. I, d- I may have used a cheeky uh, joke around or two, but... Jerry, please be continues. the judge and uh, the lawyer in the defendants. Well, the thing here, Adam, your joke arounds are all gone, so... We are all yet to use it. <laughs> We're all yet to use yeah. it. Yeah. I still don't yeah. get the concept of this. Just do normal tipping. Why is there this <laughs> weird thing? You know, it, makes me, it makes me look less shit. <laughs> Do you know what bugs me too, Jerry, is that what? when Gather Round happened, I did put tips down, but I forgot to submit them. So technically, I'm a, I'm a round down. That's why I'm sitting in last place <laughs> right uh, now. There we go. All right. Well, that's round nine. We will preview round 10 on Friday. When we come back, uh, it's going to be the NBA. That's all coming up next on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening on Sin. The Strokes Reptilia on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening and it's time to get into some basketball. Defense! 
taken away, Jerry, starting from Jason Tatum. Oh, maybe we'll save that for a bit later. Fair enough. Um, we'll start from Friday. So Denver Nuggets in the West defeated the Suns, 125-100. to 100. So they move on to the Western Conference Finals, winning that series 4-2. Um, they'll be facing the Lakers on Thursday. So the standouts were Nikola Jokic again with a triple-double, 32 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. Jamal Murray with 26 and Coldwell Pope with 21. The key there was um, just the first half. The Suns were blown out by over 30 points. Um, they locked up Devin Booker, one of their main scorers um, for the Suns, to just 12 points for the entire game. And Kevin Durant was um, pretty off that game, missing many field goals. Um, and I reckon, I'm going to call it now, the Nuggets are probably going to win the whole thing. Anyone want to chicken Ooh. that? Or? No, Adam I, can, I can get behind that. Yeah. I reckon it's good. I think with the Suns, it was just a case of kind of history repeating itself because it, it's the, the same thing happened in the in the semis uh, last year. Got blown mm. out in game, I think it was game seven against the um, Nuggets. And yeah, I think they were up by like 40 points at one save. So it's clear that whatever's going on there, there's just kind of not a jinx, but there's almost like you don't want to call them chokers, but there's just something, there's got to be something in psychology, kind of basically the same result happens 12 months apart in the exact same situation at the same point of the season and I think there already are rumours that KD could be leaving it oh. could be a bit of a one hit one season wonder with them yeah jeez or well, half season wonder have it yeah right, exactly yeah. Not, not even that but nah oh. um, and on to Saturday's game so we got Miami Heat defeating the New York Knicks 96-92 to close game but they also advance um, winning the series 4-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals to play Boston on Wednesday Standouts were Jimmy Butler, he's on fire, 24 points, and Adebayor with 23. And the second game of Saturday was Lakers defeating the Warriors 122-101. to Also, um, this is a reoccurrence, 4-2 advancing to the Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets on Thursday. So, standouts there, LeBron James, 30 points, 9 assists, 9 rebounds. Reeves with 23, um, Anthony Davis with a double-double. And mm. Russell with 19, so that's a well-rounded performance. Because Warriors won last year, and Stephen Curry dropped 32, and they still managed to defeat him. So yeah, Clay. Um, from what I know, uh, Clay and uh, Jordan Poole went just completely disappeared in that game, didn't they? Yeah, well, Poole only what, scored like 20 points in the entire series. So yeah, I think. To show you. I think in Game Six he was actually just running laps of the court. I think he was doing kind of suicide runs uh, for a while there. Yeah. I think he was like in 15 minutes he did not have one stat. <laughs> yeah, well, Poole just has his on games and his off games, and yeah, that was an off game clearly. And um, today, so I woke up 5.30am, very excited for Game 7, um, Boston against the 76ers, and the first half was um, pretty entertaining, but then the second half was a blowout, so Boston, the Celtics ended up defeating my boys, um, 76ers, 112-88, to uh, winning 4-3, advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. Standouts with Jason Tatum dropping 51. Um, <laughs> 51? Yeah. 51. That's the most ever in a Game 7 playoff game. Um, <laughs> I saw SportsCenter run yeah. the statistic that they outs- that Jason Tatum himself outscored the 76ers in a quarter or something like that. Was yeah. it the third? Pretty Whoa. much. Yeah. Yeah. That quarter, is yeah. an individual performance I've ever, ever, ever seen one. Well, we only scored 10 points in the third quarter compared to 33. Oh, no. um, <laughs> oh. Brown was good with 25 and... With Philly, James Harden dropped nine points, airboard many, 
Embiid got locked up. He only had fifteen, and um, I think Harden will be will be traded for. We might try and get Dame Lillard into our side. Um, but yeah, very disappointing. Three years in a row of being knocked out. Um, in the semis, and yeah, in game seven. Uh, well, the one mm. two years ago was in game seven. Last year was only in six. So, uh, so yeah. the conference finals. So game one, Wednesday. Wednesday, Nuggets and Lakers um, from 10.30am, they'll be a cracker. And then on Thursday, exactly the same time, 10.30am, the Heat and Boston mm. predictions. Uh, I think the Nuggets will um, win against the Lakers probably 4-2. And then the Heat and Boston, Boston will probably either sweep them or win in five. Interesting. Okay, well, that's NBA. Time for some ice hockey playoffs. Uh, NHL, Jason. Decided, and the Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils will not be there because they were knocked out in five. Uh, game five for the Carolina Hurricanes went into overtime 3-2. New Jersey Devils have, have a very young side, a lot of upside. I'm a big fan of Jack Hughes. Florida and Toronto, this is hilarious. Toronto broke their streak of not winning a final since 2004. Wherever I heard that narrative before. But then they fall 4-1 <laughs> in game five with their big guns not delivering and they... And here's a fun fact for the second round series against the Florida Panthers. Toronto could not surpass two goals in the entire series against the Panthers. Panthers with the scalp of Toronto and the record-breaking Bruins. This is an exciting conference final, Carolina v. Florida. In the West, however, we are still waiting on an opponent. However, we do know one of them. That is the Vegas Golden Knights defeat my Edmonton Oilers earlier this afternoon, 5-2 in Game 6, clinching the series 4-2. Jonathan... Oh, hang on. Marchesol scoring a hat-trick in the second and Aiden Hill, their goaltender, total brick wall in the third, just would not allow a single thing go through to the back of the net with the McDavid and Dreisaitl combo. A lethal combo at that, not letting them through. Incredible goaltending performance in the third period by Aiden Hill. That has sent them into the conference final for the West and their opponents await from tomorrow's game at 10 a.m. Game 7, Dallas Stars versus Seattle Kraken. Uh, who do am I going to pick here, Sam? Who do you want to... Uh, we here at the Sports Desk, we sit here as Seattle Kraken Ambassadors of Australia. Mm-hmm. So let's go Kraken, let's go Kraken. I desperately want them to beat the Stars, and then I'll be pulling for them to hopefully pull out an exciting win over the Golden Knights. You know what? I'm going to pull, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out a chicken for myself, everybody, because we haven't used it today. Yep. I'm hoping the Seattle Kraken go on to beat the Stars, and then they go on to win the conference final. That's a big... Oh. That would be a, certainly yeah. a very big one indeed. Big one, uh, yes, so let's see. Dallas Stars, Seattle Kraken, Game 7 tomorrow. Winner goes on to take on the Golden Knights, who actually, let's pull it out again. Oh, might be, geez, my, might be my pick for the Stanley Cup at this point. There you go. How many weeks away before the, uh, the touring NHL team, the LA Kings and... Come here. Uh, I believe that is a preseason game around springtime. Springtime. Ooh. Yeah, and it's okay. yeah, LA Kings v, v Arizona Coyotes. Uh, have you ever heard of the Arizona Coyotes? No, I have not. That's oh, fair. Not a big market. <laughs> I, love their, uh, I love their little logo they've got, though. Like the um, Oh, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit funky, but uh, it's got character. Uh, I, I understand the character. In fairness, I've been doing this segment for how long, and then Sam reacted with the biggest laugh when I read Vegas Golden Knights for the first time. I've been mentioning that <laughs> now, team quite now, please, a few times. Is the logo. I've not seen any logos for these teams. Yeah, no worries. 
Is that got like dice or cards? Uh, the or... Golden Knights. Yes. No, it's a it's a V, but it's in the shape of like a Viking helmet. Oh. And it's, it's I, black I, and gold. Oh, so Golden Knights as in K N I G T T S. Yeah. Here we go. Adam has now just got the picture up. Sam is having a quick oh, look at it. What does he I, think? No, no, no. Your initial reactions. <laughs> I thought Vegas Golden Knights is as having a good night out at the <laughs> casino no. on the Vegas Street. <laughs> no, it's like proper Vikings, the Golden Knights. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nice the round table <laughs> in Vegas. Got that wrong. I was expecting dice and a couple of beers. And, uh, oh, I will admit, though, well, I now hate the Golden Knights because they knocked out the bloody oil. <laughs> like, uh, damn it. Also, is there a reserve team called the Vegas Hangovers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there should be. We'll find out there next year season. <laughs> All right, when we come back, the round ball game, uh, A-League finals, the Premier League is really close to finishing Champions League this week, the second semifinals. Uh, that's all coming up next on the Sports Desk and your Monday evening. Jungle on the Sports Desk, Candle Flame uh, on your Monday evening, and it's time to get in the round ball game. Uh, and let's, of course, review the A-League first up. This thing is long, isn't it? Yeah, Sam? I forgot about this one. Uh, it the... was funny when I pulled that out on you one particular week. You're yeah, on Zoom. I, I forgot about it. Ah, you actually jumped, Adam. Uh, funny. <laughs> the semi-finals, the first legs kicked off uh, this weekend on Friday. Uh, Sydney FC hosted Melbourne City at Allianz Stadium as a one-one draw. Sixty-fourth minute well, as a penalty. Adam Lafondra. Uh, but early, Matthew Leckie scoring in the 18th minute, a uh, header from a, a corner in. Um, entertaining game, but the VAR was rampant. There was a goal taken away. It was poor. I swear they just must tighten up the referees. When there's these big games, they're just glued to the screen, so they will spot stuff. Uh, there was a penalty that was awarded to Melbourne City, uh, sorry, uh, to Sydney FC uh, that was retaken, so... Tommy Glover saved it, and then one of our defenders, Melbourne City's defenders crossed the line too early, so they had to retake it, and they scored. So <laughs> it was a lot of roller coaster emotions <laughs> at Allianz, which I just have to say here, poor four made league, that pitch looks like a cow paddock. It's, <laughs> it's a brand-new expensive stadium up in Sydney. Um, you know, they've had this whole kerfuffle about having the finals in Sydney, and we're playing on that. Mm. It is, I was expecting rabbits to jump out of some of those holes <laughs> and is it a, a few cow turds and that. But uh, yeah. Is it a stadium this uh, football exclusive, or do they also have the NRL there? Because I'm assuming the Roosters would play the. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the Roosters play there, but for some oh, yeah. reason it just looked really bad and mm. uh, not not great, not great, and uh, especially because that's going to be used for the um, Women's World Cup. Cup so. Mm. FIFA will not be happy if it's looking like that by the time that comes around. Uh, so interesting, sets up a big home final uh, for Melbourne City on Friday night. 1-1 uh, draw and, of course, yeah, Sydney FC scraping into the finals. Um, not having their best year, probably off the back of one of their worst years the year before. Um, but thank their lucky stars they've made it, considering how Sydney-centric this final series is going to be. Yeah, well, Western Sydney, uh, who uh, finished, I think, third looked the goods in the elimination final, uh, but then a, a comeback from Sydney FC. So definitely the surprise of the final series so far. Uh, but also, um, maybe this is another surprise, the first leg of the semi-final in Adelaide uh, was played on Saturday. Central Coast Mariners um, came back um, from 1-0 down to win 2-1. 
Craig Goodwin um, scoring a penalty in the fourth minute for Adelaide at Cooper Stadium. And then James McGarry in the 15th minute. And then Jason Cummings in the 37th minute. Uh, so they look looking sharp, Central Coast Mariners. They, they got really close last year. Um, and I think there's just something about that group. They look, they mm. look pretty sharp. So uh, they go into a home final in Central Coast um, on Saturday night the uh, with bottles. a 2-1 lead. The Source Bottles, yeah. Love that stadium. Um, I can't remember too many finals that have been played with the Source Bottles in the background. <laughs> um, uh, it's actually their first um, win in the playoffs since the uh, 2014 elimination final. Please say finals because that's really triggering me. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> playoffs is so American. Um <laughs> Uh, what are you so doing having us covered big... American sports, damn it, man? Well, it's, no, it's yes. fine when it's an American sport. But <laughs> How about soccer? Uh, yeah. 3rd of June um, is the grand final. Still no reason for the unexplained bye that I've been talking about weeks prior. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Everything's, we'll move... <laughs> everything's such a personal vendetta with we'll you, move Sam. On. <laughs> we'll move on uh, to the Premier League. And what a massive Sunday. Last night was uh, pretty uh, decisive in the way things are going forward. Uh, But we'll go through the rest of the round of games first. Um, And kicking off the weekend, it was uh, Leeds United drawing 2-2 with Newcastle. Uh, Fulham defeating Southampton 2-0. Uh, which means Southampton are officially done. Uh, Chelsea drew with Nottingham Forest 2-2. Uh, Aston Villa defeated Tottenham 2-1 in their kind of race for a kind of Europa League spot. Uh, Man United defeated Wolves 2-0. Crystal Palace defeated Bournemouth 2-0. Uh, Man City yesterday, 3-0. Magical win over Everton. Gunda won massive performance um, Sam's happy he's got the hoodie on. Yes, Erling Haaland, 39th, 39th minute and 37th and 51st minute. Ilkay Gundogan, including an amazing free kick. So there's rumours about him going to Barcelona. He's not going anywhere. We need to hold on to him because whenever the title's on the line and these big, massive games, he just comes out of nowhere, Gundogan. So uh, you're the one, Gundogan. Chance <laughs> uh, <laughs> going. Brentford defeated West Ham 2-0. Um, and then Arsenal's massive must-win clash against Brighton <laughs> did not go the way of the Gunners. Now, Jimmy, um, if you'd like to call in right now, the uh, our <laughs> phone lines are all open. Our producers are willing to take any calls Ju- and queries Ju- you may have. Julio in in, in Kisio, I think, fifty-first uh, minute. Then uh, Denise Undav, eighty-six minute, and then Purvis Estupianan in the ninety-sixth minute in the plus of ninety. So. Which makes things very, very hard for Arsenal now, if not close to impossible. So, here are the title permutations. Uh, So, currently Man City sit on top on 85 points um, and Arsenal second on 81 points. So, five-point lead to City now. And so, basically, Man City will win the Premier League, the the title, uh, if Arsenal lose at Nottingham Forest... Uh, or if Arsenal draw and Man City avoid defeat, and if Arsenal win and Man City beat Chelsea. That's pretty much it. Interesting. So it's all but over for Arsenal. Uh, just the pressure got too much for them in the end, and uh, some of the games maybe they coughed up about f- five or six very costly um, because everyone knows this part of the year uh, is probably the hardest to get a win. Um, 
How about the Zabi of Brighton, though? That's absolutely spectacular after taking over mid-season after the whole chaos behind the Graham Potter leaving debacle for him to yep. take them basically... I mean, Potter did a fantastic job with them when they were sitting around like 8th or ninth. But for Zabi to take the squad, especially after the whole Moses Casado trying to leave, and basically motivating him and keeping the squad, for them to be sitting 6th and within a half a chance of overtaking Liverpool and to finish 5th is quite extraordinary. Really impressive, yeah. Like, amazing. Like, they, them and especially Villa, like, Emery, you know Emery's my manager of the season, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, it's incredible what those two managers have done with these two squads. The last game of the round before we look at the table, Leicester City uh, play Liverpool tomorrow, 5 a.m. Pressure's on, Jerry. Pressure oh, is hey, on. This could be more misery. Um, we got Newcastle <laughs> after that, so... I don't know, hoping for two draws maybe and hopefully can beat West Ham for the final game. But... Hey, you know you know how um, Jimmy and Sam had a little robbery because of Arsenal Man City? Yeah. If you go down, then me and you can have robbery for Leicester, <laughs> Leicester and QPR Championship Edition. Oh, no. <laughs> so we'll quickly look at the guts of the table. So Man City, Arsenal, Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool uh, in the European spots. Uh, Brighton just sit outside that. Tottenham, then Aston Villa, Brentford, Fulham. Um, and then the bottom five at the minute, uh, drop zone is Southampton, gone. Leicester City, 19, 30 points. Leeds United, 31 in the drop zone now. Everton, just uh, breathing for air, 32. Um, Nottingham Forest, 34. West Ham, 37. So I think uh, 16th below is uh, troublesome um, with, what's two weeks or one week to go? Hang on, let me check here. Two weeks, I think. Two weeks. Uh Scary stuff. Um, and last but not least, uh, it is the second leg of the UCL uh, this week. So, semi-finals, second legs, uh, Wednesday morning, Inter Milan take on AC Milan, the second of the All-Italian Derby, the San Siro. Uh, Inter Milan going to that with a 2-0 aggregate lead. That is Wednesday, 5am. And then Thursday morning, uh, Man City hosts uh, Real Madrid uh, in Manchester, Thursday, 5am, uh, aggregate 1-1 taking uh, even amount of points at the Bernabeu last week. Uh, very interesting. I'm more confident having that back at home. Um, and I think this this incredible form that City's playing at the minute um, in all competitions going to keep on rolling and uh, we're going to get to the final again. And hopefully this might be the year. Uh, the other end, I think Inter's going to be hard to uh, maybe drop that lead. But, uh, you know, it's an Italian derby. Milan will burn either way. <laughs> they do have the home crowd advantage as well to kind of edge them home. It's not like they're facing the opposite kind of crowd because they, I think, because they share the ground, they are ticket allocation kind of goes, yeah. kind of does a three so, one eighty. Final is the eleventh of June. I think that where we finish things here. That was the um, sports desk, listeners. Any last things before we go away until Friday? No major Monday. darts news. No major darts. Yep, then we're, we're completely out of material. Thank <laughs> you for listening. You'll join us again on Friday. Well, you won't see me, but you will hear one Sam Menhennet and our new recruit, Oscar. He'll be in the studio once again. And uh, it'll be a great preview day. Yep, 5 p.m. And then, of course, back here, same time next week, 5 p.m. on Monday. Catch the podcast and catch us on social media, Sports Desks in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.